Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Craig Hoffman with you for overtime on 106.7 The Fan. What a freaking day. We only got an hour. Uh, before we give way to other things, but we have an hour to talk about the Washington football's team's COVID adventure. Continuing, nine players in the last seven days put on the list, uh, including the latest report from Adam Schefter, amongst others. Tom Pelissero had it as well. There is a Tier 3 uh, personnel person in Washington who has tested positive for the Omicron variant. That is the first Omicron variant case in the NFL, Tier 3 consists of certain operational personnel, in-house media and broadcast personnel, field manager, transportation providers, individuals who perform essential facility, stadium, or event services but not require close contact with Tier 1 individuals, a.k.a. the coaching staff and players. So, uh, this is an evolving story. We'll see how much more it evolves throughout the next hour, and obviously we'll keep you updated. The biggest news today, of course, that Jonathan Allen has tested positive for COVID. He is vaccinated, so if his symptoms and everything uh, pass quickly, then he could have two positive tests in 24 hours and still play on Sunday against the Eagles. Uh, Is that unlikely? Probably, but it is possible sometimes, especially amongst vaccinated individuals, because you have the uh, you have the antibodies in your system. You can fight off the, the virus faster. Uh, you typically don't get it as severely. So hopefully uh, not only John Allen, but everyone else that that is tested positive can move on from this as quickly as possible. Of course, there's a chance that Montez Sweat could as well, but that's going to require uh, some real tight timing turns, uh, basically Sunday morning, but unlikely uh, honestly, it's a better hope that Allen plays this week, but Washington football is certainly just hoping, I think at this point, that there's no further positive tests as the week goes. I saw that they're going to switch to virtual meetings, getting ready for the Eagles. Clear, clearly not ideal before a big division game, but at this point in the season, you hope that you could install your game plan and everything uh, and then get out on the practice field without having to sit in a room together. So, that's that story. We'll keep an eye on it. There's still some news trickling in. If more things happen, we'll talk about it more. Uh, have a conversation completely unrelated with Eric Edholm coming up at 7 o'clock, Yahoo Sports. Just on what he's seen from this Washington team, I think it's always really helpful to check in with an outside perspective on the local team as clearly today everyone's going, oh my God, everything's on fire. And specifically, what's great about Eric is he's a guy who does a lot of draft stuff. So is Washington is thinking about their future we'll talk to him about the blend of like evaluation which it seems like everyone's doing right now every game is a referendum specifically on taylor heineke but certainly other players as well and an eye on the future uh with how this team could get better which is crazy because going into yesterday they were the hottest team in the nfc they've won four in a row everything looks great dallas week has the juice and you come out of it and you're like 
This team's not that good. They might make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going anywhere. And that's probably, honestly, the right place to be. And it's just the reality of life with a quarterback who is long-term best suited as a backup. And this isn't really about anybody's take, mine or anybody else's being right. And like the, the percentage with which or the voraciousness with you can defend your take on Heineke and who could stick their stake in the ground first. It's just continually taking in the data and going, this is what this dude is. He's a backup. Backups can win in this league. And backups can get hot and win in this league for a couple weeks in a row. And for a season at a playoff level. But at a championship level and the kind of player that you can count on year in, year out, the literal franchise quarterback, the Aaron Rodgerses, the Tom Brady's, the, the Peyton Mannings, the Kyler Murray's of the world, or even the Matthew Stafford's of the world who should have won way more than he did in Detroit, but they were so bad as an organization that nobody can win there. You take Stafford out of Detroit this year, you put in a former number one pick in Jared Goff who went to a Super Bowl in LA, and they're 110-11-1 now. They're awful. Heineke's not that. And so I heard at the end of Grant and Danny, the guys talking about what the future is for Washington at quarterback and, and how there's kind of just no good options. And to a point, obviously Grant was right. Like when you talk about the amount you'd have to give up for someone like Russell Wilson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, we'll see who else becomes available. It, it's a huge ask, but the reality is there are, especially recently more quarterbacks available in non-traditional ways because the, the traditional way is you get the number one overall pick, you draft the guy, and he's great. But we have seen, and if you look around the league right now, there are more mid-round, still mostly first-round guys, or at least outside the top five guys, who are starters and look like future franchise guys or current franchise guys. Now, in Cincinnati and Arizona... Our Burrow and Kyler Murray is number one overall picks, two of the most likely candidates to be great moving forward. Yeah. But let's just go down the list of teams that we feel like have franchise guys. New England. I'm just going down the, the conference standing, starting in the AFC. New England, Mac Jones, middle of the first round. Tennessee took a number eight overall pick in Tannehill that flopped in Miami, got him. Kansas City, Mahomes, Going to go down as one of the best ever. Already has like the best start to a career that we've almost ever seen. And he was 11 overall. Baltimore with Lamar in the 20s. Herbert with the Chargers. He went six. Uh, the Colts obviously right now have a former number two overall pick that they got from somewhere else. Josh Allen was a top 10 pick, but, but not top five. Baker was number one overall in Cleveland. They don't even know about him. And then the only other, I think, guys worth mentioning in the AFC, obviously we know Trevor Lawrence at the 2-11 Jaguars, number one overall potential in the future, but obviously very early. Vegas uh, with Carr is like a guy he would consider an upgrade over what we have here in Washington. He was a second rounder. And then Roethlisberger with Pittsburgh is on the very tail end now, but gave them 15 good years as a middle of the first round 
uh, pick. In the NFC, you have Kyler who went one, but then you have Rodgers who was in the 20s, Brady who's the all-time you know, blow up the formula, blow up everything you know, sixth rounder, 20 years in New England now in Tampa. Dallas, Dak, fourth rounder. Uh, Stafford, obviously, is number one overall pick for the Rams, uh, or, but was with the, the Lions for a decade, so they acquire him via trade. 49ers, they don't have a guy uh, in Garoppolo, or we don't know about Lance yet. Minnesota, like we know what happened there, uh, but not consider Cousins necessarily a franchise guy, even if he's had franchise-esque seasons. He's kind of on that line. Uh, Philly, we don't think they have a franchise guy. Atlanta's had a franchise guy. They did draft him number one overall in Matt Ryan. Uh, New Orleans, obviously for years, had Breeze, second rounder. Now they have Jameis, who they acquired. Carolina doesn't have one. Seattle, we know what happened there with Russell. Later round pick. The Giants don't have a guy. We'll see about Fields in Chicago and the Lions are the Lions. So, well, yes, the most frequent answer on that list is number one overall pick. We've seen a shift in the last couple of years to really see that there are guys from 10 to 20, 10 to 25, let's even say, that could be franchise guys, which I only say to say this. When everyone looks at Washington's situation and goes, oh, they're not bad enough to draft early and get a guy. Would you rather be picking six and have a shot at Herbert? Yeah. But it's not impossible. And at some point, your scouts just have to do a good job. And your coaches have to do a good job. Because if you took Mac Jones and took him out of New England, is he, doing, is he leading the number one team in, in the AFC this year? No way. Baltimore, great organization. If Lamar goes somewhere else, if Mahomes goes somewhere else, shoot, Tennessee's turned into a really good organization. Tannehill there compared to Tannehill in Miami, where he was better than people think, but not that good. Completely different situation. At some point, your quarterback problems are your organizational problems. And that's kind of my thing with Washington right now. It, we're going to find out how good this front, front office and coaching staff is by how their quarterbacks are, and unless they just get dumb lucky and draft the next Aaron Rodgers, who's ultra-talented. But guess what? Aaron Rodgers also almost went one. And sometimes it's the luck of the draw of the teams around you, too, where the 49ers take Alex Smith instead of taking Aaron Rodgers. But also, who knows how those careers play out if they wind up switching places. Craig Hoffman with you here on 106.7 The Fan. This is Overtime. A dive into more thoughts on the QB next, as well as keeping an eye on the breaking news with all the positive COVID tests. Uh, that's all coming. Then Eric at home at 7 here on The Fan. It's all a mistake by Prescott. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Backs the Cowboys up and forces them to use their final timeout here. Something you likely won't hear on Sunday, uh, Highlight of Jonathan Allen getting a sack because John Allen, one of 37 players league-wide today that tested positive for COVID-19. You have to imagine that there's going to be more as well. If there's that many, you just had games, guys together in locker rooms, on flights, um, you know, in meetings, at hotels, all this kind of stuff. And they're obviously following the health and safety protocols, but um, it does seem that the Omicron variant is throwing some some wrenches in this. And um, my, I, my hope, I will say this now, and then we'll just, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But my hope is to have Dr. Abdul El-Sayed, who's been a great contributor to the show um, as, as an epidemiologist, on the show on Wednesday to talk about kind of how we might need to reset our expectations um, and that's not to be like, oh my God, everyone needs to go to lockdown down again. That's that's not I, what I, I think he's going to say, uh, nor would I, I expect that to be an expectation again. Um, but the reality of what this Omicron variant seems to be um, is going to cause a lot more positive tests potentially. And like, what do they mean? How is that going to affect all of our lives and, and certainly our lives as sports fans as we see athletes testing positive where their health might not really be at risk, but you certainly don't want to have that spread to someone. And, and look in Washington too, let's be real about this. Um, you know, like you don't want Ron Rivera to get COVID because he is someone who is high risk. Like his, his situation coming off of cancer and uh, chemo is really scary where a disease that for most of us, certainly myself included, is a healthy, relatively speaking, 31-year-old who not only is vaccinated but boosted, like, I'm probably fine if I were to get this variant. Knock on wood, I don't want it. I don't want to have to isolate. I don't want to miss work. I don't want to potentially get sick. I mean, even when you get the flu, like, it sucks. I don't want any of the symptoms. I don't want none of it. But I probably wouldn't have to go to the hospital, and I probably wouldn't die. Ron Rivera gets it and he might go to the hospital as a precaution because of what he's been through. So it's really scary, um, specifically here in Washington for the Washington football team as this thing goes around. Um, and so I, I'm hoping that we'll have uh, Abdul on on Wednesday to, to kind of answer some questions that I know I have and I'm sure many of you listening have as well about uh, uh, this newest variant that Frankly, though, we're still collecting a lot of data on um, not only here in the U.S., but worldwide. Uh, as far as the quarterback play, that's a, what a weird transition. Linnell, did you ever think that I would that that's a transition you'd hear on Sports Talk Radio? <laughs> no, not in my okay. wild. How'd, how, how'd I do with it? It was good. 
We're just we're just we're just rolling with it. We're just, just gonna rolling. go. Just we're gonna rolling. go from epidemiology to quarterback play. But that's what that's what. Welcome to 2021. Enjoy it while it lasts. 2022 is around the corner, and who knows what the hell is in store for us there. Um, I will. I will say this. Not everything that happened yesterday was Taylor Heineke's fault, but it's more his fault than people want to want to say. Um, for for instance. The offensive line had a really tough task yesterday because Dallas's front is really good, and they're banged up. Talent matters. Dallas has it. Washington has it in spots and uh, could use some upgrades in others, in part just because of injuries, the reality, right? But when you're an offensive tackle and you know you've got a seven-step drop or a five-step drop, you set at X amount of yards. Like, if it's a seven-step drop, I believe the rule of thumb is you set at 10 yards. And you're going to allow the defender to pass you at 12 yards because that doesn't matter. The quarterback's not supposed to be there. And that's why a good quarterback typically climbs the pocket. They hit their back foot. If the first read's there, the ball comes out. If it doesn't, they take a hitch forward. They get their eyes to the second read. You can watch a good quarterback in rhythm, in command. You'll see it for sure with Matthew Stafford tonight. You'll see it with Kyler Murray tonight on Monday Night Football. That their eyes and their feet are married together. And there's a rhythm to it. And if the line's blocking well, they're able to step up in that pocket or stay in the pocket. Subtle movement. And Heineke's out there playing Madden. I don't. Uh, good Madden players probably don't do this. But like most of us, when we play Madden, you drop back and you're like holding the back the, the back button on the on the um, the joystick to like drop back, and then you just keep holding it and you just keep fading and fading and fading and fading, and then you see your receiver and then you throw it and you wonder why it's incomplete. It's because like hey, your footwork sucked and they made no, the game more realistic. God. No, God, right? You're please, like, what? No, why? No, no, no. How how'd you get that audio of me playing Madden when I was? Younger, say, say younger. <laughs> You'll still play Madden. Younger, I don't have a, a gaming system currently, so that's it's something that as I've moved and stuff over the years, I just never upgraded. But like, I was actually I saw some some video on Twitter today of someone playing Madden. I was like, man, I could go for some Madden right now. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is Heineke's doing that in real life, and when you have a real life offensive lineman that expects you to be at 10 yards and all of a sudden you're at 14 because you keep fading back, it makes the job of protection so much harder. It also means that your weights did not distribute properly and you, Taylor Heineke, as a quarterback who does not have the strongest arm in the world is now throwing with poor mechanics off your back foot, leaning the wrong way. So there's a lot of just fundamental stuff that really was poor yesterday that is the kind of thing that they've got to look at the tape this week and go, dude, if you do that stuff again, like we're in a playoff race, we're going to have to play someone else. And I'm also, I will say this final thing because I'm way over on time and we have, I, I want to get to Eric at home next, who's great uh, from Yahoo Sports and is going to join us at the top of the hour. But if Taylor Heineke won't run, he's not worth playing. And I said that before, and everyone's like, yeah. And then he played really well and would run strategically well for a couple weeks. And everyone's like, see, Heineke's great. And I'm like, yeah, he's running. He's a dual threat. He, say, this is a guy you can time. win with. Say it one more time. If Taylor Heineke is not running, he's not worth playing. And he, whether because he was hurt, 
or because he didn't want to run or just didn't see the lanes or wasn't reading the field well was a not a running quarterback for in places he needed to yesterday and you see the result his worst outing of the season so if he's hurt they need to look at Kyle Allen I don't think it's going to happen I in fact I pretty much know it's not going to happen but I'm telling you right now that ain't a good idea all right when we get back Eric at home at Yahoo Sports Overtime on 106.7. The fan, Craig Hoffman, with you until 7.30 tonight. And with me now on the BetQL guest line, it's Eric Edholm, my good friend from Yahoo Sports. Eric, been way too long since we did this. Happy to talk ball with you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great to hear your voice again. And uh, we're kind of getting to the... Uh the heart of the season, if you will. So it's always a good time to talk football. Happy to do it. Absolutely. And I, and I do, we always have Eric on a lot around NFL draft time. I do, before we go, want to look ahead because Eric's got that eye on the future. I do want to get a little bit of a draft prospectus uh, at the end of this. But let's start with the game yesterday. Washington loses to Dallas. And most of the punditry, including my own, uh, says that that was Taylor Heineke's worst game of the season. What did you make of Washington's performance yesterday and specifically of the quarterback position, both in the context of their current season as they have a playoff push and in the context of what they're looking to do in the future. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, to this point, you know, he's, he's done a lot of good things and I think opened some eyes, you know, obviously a well-traveled guy who seems to have, you know, at least temporarily found a home. And so on the one hand, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of ambivalent in the sense that, you know, Maybe we've seen the best of what he can do when you see a performance like yesterday. It wasn't all on him, of course. The protection wasn't great. And, you know, he got hit hard and seems like he was pretty banged up there, left the game for a spell and everything. But, um, you know, I had that one throw on the sideline that was beautiful, 20-something yards down the field, and uh, it's ruled out of bounds. So a couple of plays go against him, too. But, you know, obviously anytime you, you know, you dig yourself a, what, a 24 nothing hole or whatever it was, it was, it was going to be uh, a pretty tricky uh, thing to come back from. So, uh, you know, like the fact that he came back in through the long touchdown, rallied a little bit, but you're right. I mean, obviously that they have to be open-minded about the position in the future. And, and I'm, I'm guessing they've, you know, I, I know Mayhew and a few other people in the organization have definitely done their, their homework on, on the draft quarterbacks and the veterans that are available. So it'll be fascinating. They're, they're one of those teams that are, that are definitely on my quarterback list, but, you also can't completely ignore what we've seen from Heineke as, uh, on the whole. One of the things that to me is so fascinating about him is he's been productive in ways that most quarterbacks typically aren't, while maybe not having some of the basics that your typical average backup level quarterback has, right? Like a lot of backup quarterbacks are pretty fine on schedule. You ask them to make plays, and that's where it goes awry, and that's why they're not yeah. starters, where he is like just as good as it gets in, in some of these improv situations, but it just never like the offense. I was actually talking to another reporter uh, about this earlier today and, and he uses the phrase, he, he has his own rhythm. And I'm like, that's not really how most NFL offenses work. So that big long preamble to ask you this, like when you talk to most evaluators about what they're looking for in a quarterback, how does he fit into that? If, if you're a pro scout on another team or you're, you're this staff trying to figure out what he is moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question, right? And, and you know, I think there was a, a reason why he, he was on several rosters and, and struggled to find a, you know, a home before the uh, for Washington called. But, yeah, I think that's a, it's an interesting way of describing him. He can make some of those off-script plays and he can use his athleticism and throw on the move and, you know, create where, 
you know, obviously, like you said, and I think in a lot of people's minds, you, you think of the backup as your kind of steady guy who, uh, you know, avoids mistakes and, and can, you know, kind of manage the offense, so to speak. But yeah, that's not exactly who he is. So you're going to have to live, live and die by that a little bit. And, you know, they've obviously been hit too by some injuries and not having the same personnel in the, in the lineup every week. And, you know, to a degree, every team goes through that. But, you know, it's obviously been a little bit of rocky and, uh, you know, getting Curtis Samuel back in the flow and losing your tight end last week and everything. So it's, it, it, it's tough to, to get a rhythm when you don't have a full complement out there with you. But yeah, if there's ever been an era where that style of quarterback has been embraced, I would say it's now. And if there's ever a situation where, you know, this is, this is a good spot for him, I would think is that Scott Turner, I think is, you know, one of his hallmarks is being able to adjust to whoever he's had a quarterback. He's had, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's had Cam Newton, he's had, you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins, whatever, different styles of guys. And, and at least whenever those guys are playing, been able to adapt to what they do well and what they don't do. So that's, you know, that's maybe one reason why it, it, it looked functional, even while unorthodox at times. Functional, but unorthodox. That is the best description of this offense and Taylor Heineke that I have read. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports with us, NFL and NFL draft reporter. Um, I want you to kind of go back to draft day real quick. When Washington took Jamin Davis at 19, what'd you think and what have you made of his rookie year so far? I haven't gotten to see him a lot, to be honest. And I know it's obviously been, you know, kind of a a developing role with him. And that was always going to be the case when I watched him play. I mean, hyper athletic, uh, you know, looks exactly the way you want those type of players to look. And, you know, he was really a, essentially a one year starter in college. And, you know, I mean, coming into probably the home stretch or, you know, right before that of draft season, I kind of viewed him as a borderline top 50 player with, you know, first round, measurables and athleticism and third round tape but they obviously saw a player who you know had first round upside too and I think he can come I mean again without having broken him down on tape or anything this year you know I, I would say that I felt like there was always going to be a learning curve with him that he wasn't your instant coffee type of prospect but boy you know I mean I, I can go back and I'm not comparing the two players but you know I thought Brian Urlacher looked lost early in his rookie year or you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of another good one. Bobby Wagner wasn't exactly who, who he was when, when he first got into Seattle, third-round pick. So, you know, I mean, they, there's plenty of examples, especially for that position that has a lot of coverage responsibilities, blitzing, run defense. I mean, you know, they're asking them to drop so much these days, too. I mean, they, there's a lot on those guys' plates that are far different responsibility-wise than what he was asked to do in college. So that's part of it. Uh, I think, you know, the, the, the traits are definitely there and, and, you know, I'm reserving judgment until, you know, I can, I can see a little bit of bigger body work from him. Yeah, totally. And, and part of the reason they, he hasn't, or we haven't seen him even here in Washington is because they've used him in a lot of sub packages and he hasn't really been the regular starter. Clearly they'd hoped and wished that he, he would be that said, yeah. like you said, it, you know, it's fair to him to give him some amount of time. And I guess, again, long preamble to ask a more pointed question of when you're evaluating a prospect and grading him out and ultimately, especially if you're a team using a, a draft pick and a first round draft pick, a very high capital situation on a player. 
How much do you factor in how long it takes? And can you justify taking a guy at 19 that is at least going to take a year, it looks like? If not, you know, who knows? We'll see how, how quickly he can develop with an offseason and, and into year two next year. Yeah, I absolutely think you have to factor that in, right? I mean, some players you look at, maybe they've played 30 games or they're just so physically mature in college. You say, all right, that's an NFL player from day one. You know, no questions asked or, you know, certain positions too. Running back doesn't have, you know, other than pass protection, the responsibilities aren't as as demanding as quarterback or corner or what have you. So there's a positional element to it. There's an experience element. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're trying to get the best football players. Like, let me think of an example. Isaiah Simmons last year, you know, for as much football as he played, he was still a young guy. He had really never mastered one spot. They had him all over the place. He was, you know, in some ways a jack of all trades. And, and you know, guess what? He struggled getting on the field early in his, you know, last year for the Cardinals. They didn't have a training camp. But this year, there's no questions about him. He's playing more freely. He understands the system. So it was not hard to look at him and say, he's a tremendous athlete. He was an impact player for a national championship contender. He'll be good eventually. I don't know if it's going to be right away. That's why I think I had him my number, you know, nine or 10 overall player. So that, that element has to factor in at some point. How ready are they going to be today? But at the end of the day, how good a football player are they going to be? Yeah, speaking of, uh, do you see this coming with Parsons? Well, I was pretty high on him. The questions were mainly about, Look, he'd only really played one year of true linebacker. He was more of a pass rusher his, his freshman year. You know, he was a, a running back in, in high school. You know, he's very new to a lot of the assignments you're going to be asking him to do. But he played a real high level in 2019, opted out in 2020, had some character stuff that people had to check on. You know, and it's a lot of the area scouts were saying, like, I just don't know how you get better at playing football when you're not playing, right? So in the back of your mind, you say, yeah, okay, there's some hesitation there. But, you know, pure football players in last year's draft, it was like Trevor Lawrence and him and, you know, a couple other guys who you thought, this is what they're supposed to look like, right? I mean, this is the top of the top in terms of just raw talent. So I didn't think it would be this immediate. You know, I thought there might be some some little early hurdles to overcome, get up to speed and all that. Training camp, maybe he wasn't, you know, quite on the, you know, on the, on the level they were expecting. But boy, like you said, I mean, just the way you asked that question, I can tell you're as impressed as I am. I mean, he's what's not he's to a like. Dog. I mean, he's, yeah, oh, he's got it all. I mean, he's probably. I mean, he's at the very least legitimately in the discussion for defensive player of the year, if not the defensive player of the year, the rookie defensive player of the year. It's not even close. I mean, his right. and the numbers are just outrageous. Uh, it's it's so, so impressive what he's doing. And um, Washington certainly had their hands full with him yesterday. Uh, real quick before we go. So we do this uh, when you look out at the you know, it's always funny to ask this question in December. Uh, we haven't had bowl season yet. Nevertheless, the, the scouting and evaluation season of, you know, combine all star games, picking apart yeah. tape and silly ways all that kind of stuff but relative strength of the draft class if you're a team like washington that's kind of rebuilding on the fly but like ha needs to to add a few pieces how, how good do you feel going into this particular draft if you as you've started your work on this class yeah the early you know, picture is revealed there's, there's a good amount of offensive line talent and i think it's going to be a real strong year in that regard 
Uh, I think the pass rusher crop is good. Um, you know, I know a lot of people there didn't think that would be an issue. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen whether it is or not. But, yeah, defensive line, especially in the edges, I think it's really strong. Corners and safeties, I like this class. Some questions, but I like this overall talent. Wide receiver, once again, is going to be strong. It's probably not at the same level as 19 or, or sorry, 20 or 21 drafts, but good. I mean, I, I, I would not hesitate taking any one of about four or five receivers in round one, you know, and another four or five in the next 20, 30 picks after that. So I would say it's not mind blowing at quarterback, not amazing at running back, tight end. So some of the skill position excitement is not there. Um, linebacker, it's, there's some guys I like. Not a, an amazing group, but, but solid. Yeah, and we still have to hear who's coming out, who's staying. There's always three or four surprises. So we've heard some of the names trickling in. You know, Senior Bowl will tell us a lot. You know, the, the weigh-ins in, in uh, India and, and the workouts there, interviews, the whole thing, the medical evaluations. But, yeah, 30,000-foot view, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm seeing in this class. And, of course, it all depends on each individual team. You could have a bad class. You get the right three guys, and your class was awesome. So we'll see uh, yep. what this what this front office can do next offseason. Eric Edholm, you can read his work on the league as it stands now and the guys that are about to come into it on the draft part of it at Yahoo Sports. Uh, always, always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, we will definitely be doing it again soon. Pleasure's mine, man. See you soon. Eric Edholm on the BetQL guest line. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. When we get back, we'll wrap up the show quickly. Monday Night Football, it's a good one. It's on the way here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Monday Night Football is coming. It's a good one. Not as good as we wanted it, though. Some of the 37 players that tested positive for COVID today in the NFL are on the Rams roster. Tight end Tyler Higbee and the big one cornerback. And really DB. They use them all over the place. Jalen Ramsey. Um, this just came out. Also, Linnell, can you remind me in my ear of the hard out? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, as I know we got about a minute left in the show. But this just came out. Uh, this just came out from uh, the NFL. Uh, I'm reading it on Mike Garofolo's Twitter feed. I think Diana Rossini from ESPN had it first. I want to give credit where it's due. Um, but consistent with our approach since the onset of the global pandemic, we've continued to work with our medical experts to monitor scientific developments and the prevalence of COVID-19 in our communities to identify measures that limit the risk of exposure and to permit us to comp- complete the season in a safe and responsible manner. The CDC, along with our experts, have advised that most the most effective method for players and staff to prevent contracting and transmitting COVID-19 is to be vaccinated. Indeed, our own data has shown that unvaccinated players contracted the virus and lost time as close contacts at a much greater rate than vaccinated players. On November 29th, the CDC issued a study showing the effectiveness of the approved COVID-19 vaccines may decrease over time and has recommended all eligible vaccinated individuals over the age of 18 should receive a booster shot. Given the increased prevalence of the virus, here's why I'm reading this, uh, in our communities, our experts have recommended that we implement the CDC's recommendations in accordance with the CDC recommendation, all Tier 1 and Tier 2 staff who have previously been vaccinated and are eligible under the CDC guidelines must receive a booster shot by no later than December 27th. So, literally the most COVID positives on any single day since the pandemic started today for the NFL. On the same day, by the way, in the NBA, that Chicago, uh, like Chicago Bulls in conjunction with the city of Chicago canceled the next two Bulls games or postponed them because the Bulls are having an outbreak. So uh, now COVID boosters required for all NFL players and uh, and staff uh, or recommended, I should say. So more on this, I'm sure on all the shows tomorrow. I'll see you Wednesday night for overtime. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 